I am Bob McDonald. And joining me uh, in place of Matt Dudek, who you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, is John Parker. What's up, Bob? How's it going today? Fantastic. Especially, <laughs> after, especially after last night. Especially after that uh, that Guardians win, let me tell you. Uh, John, you can find at Horizon John. Um, you can pull us up on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can pull us up on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And John, we went through we we went, uh, another her preview week is in the books. And joining us to talk about that is uh, Blake Schumacher. How's it going? We're doing good. Yes. Uh, great. Yeah. Guardians beat the Yankees, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something, and, and, and um, just to just to get off topic a little bit, but apparently there's a thing on Twitter now where it's just basically people posting uh, Yankees reaction videos from after Oscar Gonzalez hit that game-winning hit. That's basically <laughs> it, that's like a genre now in, in on Twitter video now. You can get behind it. I've oh, also yeah. seen the uh, the Vols reaction from winning against Alabama. That was that was interesting. I, Ooh, yeah, that would be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> somebody owes somebody somebody owes Tennessee a new uh, goalpost there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you can find on Twitter, by the way, at B Schumacher RT too. By the way, um, so yeah, so as we were go- as we were are recording this. Um, We'll get to our previews and everything um, in a moment, but apparently Ken Pomeroy decided, screw it, I'm going to post all the Ken Pom rankings at 11.30 on a Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> apparently that's what he did. I didn't know those dropped last night. Okay. They, they, well, no, who was noticing that other than the, diest, the hardest of diehards? <laughs> I was not noticing that. Like even a he's bit. testing everyone's notification skills. <laughs> I, you know what? As 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 learned as I am about college ba- about the Horizon League, uh, I, would, I mean, I have my limits. <laughs> um, not like it necessarily made too much of a difference, but yeah, the Horizon League didn't do very well. <laughs> no. Um. And by not very well, um, out of 32 conferences and the independents, which apparently are Chicago State and a Hartford squad that's going to be out of D1 here in a minute anyway, Horizon League ranked 27th. And, oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, uh, IUPUI ranked last again. And to add insult to injury, IUPUI ranked last. And they rank last um, after six schools that just transitioned from D transition to D one. All the all the, the D one provisionals rank higher than IUPUI, and actually to make matters worse, they rank higher than Green Bay too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, I don't know. He's working with hard numbers, and we're working with optimism. I think IUPUI will probably do a little bit better than its ranking. And and to be honest, um, that's actually one of the IUPUI has. I think just the two guys from last year, and then Thank one you. other player who've played D one before. So yeah, yeah. they're going to get tanked in his rankings because he's not working off of anything for them. 
Um, yeah. They don't have it. So basically, they. So basically, yeah. And the two people you're referring to actually played last year were Jonah Carrasco and Boston Stanton. Yep. The other guy was Zach Gunn, who was supposed to play last year, got hurt before the season started. Oh, yeah, okay. And then, um, and then don't forget, they he probably didn't take into account Bryce Monroe either, the San Diego transfer. So, I mean, that too. But it's a lot of new faces. You are correct. And that makes sense. Yeah. I, Ken Palm, at this point in the year, is just kind of something to talk about, to be honest. Um I will and say, as much as, talking it, about it. <laughs> as much as it is bleak, um, our highest ranked team at the end of last season was around 175. So we've got two higher than that this year. Yeah, <laughs> might the, the two a regular higher, 16 right. seed, not a play-in team. <laughs> but yeah, the two higher there are uh, Northern Kentucky, which ranked at 151, and Purdue Fort Wayne at 155. So yay progress, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, the, we're working, yeah, we're working on that. So that's like, wow. <laughs> the whole league flipped over. Um, I mean, the two teams that are one and two in the league this year are the two with the most uh, carryover from last year's squad. So, and the bottom um, two teams are obviously the ones with the least carryover. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could all, you could actually, I mean, as we were doing the, uh, you know, we were doing the, you know, as we were walking through all the previews this uh, last week, you one could argue that Green Bay also, well, Green Bay definitely did lose a lot of people, not named. Who do they? I think they have three people left from last year. They have Cade Meyer, they have Randy, uh, they have uh, Nate Jenkins, and they have Randy Tucker. Those were, I think, those were the only three guys from last season. Sounds yeah. right, yeah. So, and obviously, and and obviously, Cade Meyer is, you know, what was a, did very well last season given the circumstances. Because again, Green Bay had the same problem of people leaving in the middle of the season, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's a yeah. I was so amped up to like talk about our previews and stuff, and then you know, <laughs> Ken Palm just you know dashed all our hopes away you rat well hey i got the segue guys um my preseason picks were nine of 11 dead on with ken palms uh cleveland state and robert morris slipped yeah mine were not mine, <laughs> well, mine were not. i had i had so, i had like basically the top half they switched up all over the place so that was fun and to be fair uh last year at the end of the season, uh, Purdue Fort Wayne finished sixth. So Ken Palm it it factors in. Right now, it's factoring in it's stuff that might not mean anything. By midseason, it will start to be mostly factoring in the non-con, and then like halfway through the conference schedule it'll it'll be pretty heavily reliant on non-conference at that point um it's it's fun to talk about but for our situation not super no because you know we just went through last season which was just a big ball of suck and i would rather not repeat that but (laughs) yeah we all know how to avoid that that a lot (laughs) 
Yes, the whole win. Yeah, the win part is very, very important, which we haven't seemed to be able to do in the non-conference last year, especially. Yeah, last year was a disaster. Um, anyway, anyway, I was doing a segue, got distracted. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. So the way that the other thing is, even if I don't know. Even if his rankings are what the Horizon League standings end up being, I mean, you're talking about three spots separating um, first and second. So people people get up in arms about like, oh, hey, you had, you know, Wright State first, Northern Kentucky second, Cleveland State third and Purdue Fort Wayne fourth last year. That's actually a really good ranking. They were all separated by half a game. Yeah. But like exactly. <laughs> and that's where I like that Ken Palm comes in because effectively there's four spots separating Northern Kentucky and Purdue Fort Wayne. They're basically tied. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but is it and we've had this conversation about that that top five and maybe even top six teams where the separation is very, very, yeah, you know, the separation is very small. I mean, I think, uh, you know, and that's kind of where we come in because it's like, oh, well, yeah, we have the, we basically had, we picked obviously Purdue Fort Wayne to finish at the top of the, uh, the top of the conference this season. But again, it's wildly varying because of the fact that we have so much, you know, at the the top half, just, you know, because we had, let's see here. For our rankings, we have Purdue Fort Wayne, Northern Kentucky, Oakland, Wright State, Youngstown State, and Detroit Mercy at the top half. So, so, and you can make an argument, especially for those top five teams, to be slotted anywhere in the top five. I know my, you know, when I did my voting, I had Youngstown State second. Yeah. Most primarily for the reason of they got all those players coming back, but they also have like a lot of really good guys coming out of the transfer portal. Yeah. We talked about that consistently. Purdue Fort Wayne was my was my pick for the top of the was my pick for the top spot. And, oh, by the way, I'm also the one who wrote the uh, preview on that. So, <laughs> know a little something-something about that. But the point is, but they, arguably, they brought back the most. They brought back, yeah. they, 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 I mean, they have that core of super seniors where they have, you know, they have Jared Godfrey. They have Damian Chonqui. They brought back, you know, Rob Petty. And my man Bobby Planute is Bobby Buckets. Is coming back <laughs> so, and then in addition to that, you also have the the, the six man of the year, Deontay Phillips, who yeah. should be the guy who takes Jalen Pipkin's place in the starting rotation. And then in addition, you also have some of these. Uh, you know, you all have you have a JoJo Peterson and Jonathan Dijonay who were in the rotation last year. We haven't even seen Quentin Morton Richardson. I thought for sure we were going to see him last year because I know, and I think I mentioned this a couple of times, 
um, it, uh, over the last couple episodes. That's a guy I thought, because I know when I talked to John Kaufman last season, he was really high on it. I thought for sure he was going to be a part of this rotation. He wasn't. He got registered. But you bring him off the bench as kind of the um, the point guard to spell Jamie and Sean Kui. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. And plus, he's also got he's also got some time, so he's basically going to be uh, Morton Richards is going to be Jamie and Sean Kui's kind of heir apparent at the end of this season. Yeah. So, and we haven't even ta- and honestly we haven't even talked about. Anthony Roberts, the kid from uh, St. Cloud State, who was scoring yeah. tw- who was scoring twenty points a game and shooting forty seven percent from the field. Plus, plus he was a he he grabbed the boards. So, in addition to the ex- the wealth of experience that they have in on in that starting rotation, and that those that those two guys, Dijonay and and Peterson that they get as as key rotation pieces, you bring in those two guys and you can even have make an argument for D'Angelo Elze, who's gonna be a, who's a six nine guy, he's a JUCO guy. So, you know, you bring in that rotation, it's gonna be pretty tough to beat them. I think it I as I mentioned in my preview, I think the Horizon League on paper is Purdue Fort Wayne to lose. I could definitely see that. Um, and actually, I went, I flipped Purdue Fort Wayne in Northern Kentucky in my rankings. Um, and we had NKU second. Um, for me, the big thing is Northern Kentucky has a lot of the same facts going on. They, yes, they brought back most of their so four starters and um they they did lose two key pieces my thing is um i always have such a hard time projecting how transfers in will do with them because everything with northern kentucky is okay but can you play the defense yes and kind of the flip side of that is I think their ninth man is more important than anyone else's in the conference because he's there to play the defense. Yes. Um, so for me, the fact that they lose one starter, one key backup, um, that would be, oh gosh, what am I doing? Um, key backup is Adrian Nelson. Um, and he was kind of a, essentially a split starter with Chris Brandon. Um, why can't I remember their point guard? Their other point. Uh, that would be Bryson Langdon. Bryson yes. Langdon and yeah, yes, and yeah, Adrian uh, Bryson Langdon and Adrian Nelson. And this is actually, and I didn't realize this at the time. We must have for, we must have missed this during the season because when we had Brady Labor on during the media forum last episode, he mentioned that Adrian Nelson had. I think he was out because of COVID. Oh, few games. And so when that ended up, I guess when that happened, the end result, of course, was you saw a lot more Chris Brandon to the extent that, oh, I'm completely in the, yeah, uh, Darren Horn's like, you know, Chris Brandon's my guy. 
And yeah. let's also not forget they also had yeah very interesting we they bring back especially when you're talking about that that rotation you're also looking at a guy like a Hubie Favorius who's a three point shooter yeah um, Emmanuel Zorgball that seven footer I am very interested in seeing what he does because I think we're going to see a lot more of him this year especially with Nelson no longer. Uh, the guy in the middle taking uh, who's spelling Chris Brandon. Um, I think one of the other things too, uh, Xavier Rhodes. That's the guy that yeah, be because Xavier go Xavier Rhodes, who's another D two guy. He was in North, Northwest Missouri State. For anybody who knows anything about Northwest Missouri State, D two powerhouse, Florida Southern, who won a D two championship with. Link Darner. Um, so there's a guy. So there's a guy who's probably going to. He's probably going to be a major. He's definitely going to be a guy who is probably going to be in that. Definitely in that rotation at the point. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I know there was some talk of him potentially actually pushing one of their guards out of the starting lineup, which is insane to me to even think about. I'm yeah, um, that's that 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 kind of took me by surprise because that was definitely I did not expect that. Yeah, and if, I, if I, that I, happens, I think I feel real good about my pick. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, uh, the, the big thing was just not only are they they're losing one starter, one key backup, yeah, and because of how their system works their ninth man is, you know, key. They're, they're any other team in the conference. It's just kind of a guy. Um, but someone who is, you know, knows their responsibility on D, knows exactly what they're in there to do for, you know, 15 minutes a game, um, that is essential versus, yeah, you know, any other team. Yeah, especially in that, yeah, you are correct, especially in that, yeah, the fact that they bring back, you know, lower bench guys to me. And again, I mentioned at the start, these two teams, Ken Palm has them separated by five spots. I think that's fair. I think it could end up being a tie. I think it could end up being, I mean, I, I think the whole top half of the league is, you know, not separated by all that much. I think no, you're going to have teams really isn't. where I, I know we've mentioned it multiple times that this is going to be a this is going to be a top half of the conference that is absolutely that is absolutely going to just beat each other up during the conference season, which is why you all need to win your games in the non-conference. All <laughs> yeah, please. This is not a request. You need to all start winning. Damn it. Um, oh, and shout out to Larry Wickle, who was the one who wrote the, uh, the Northern Kentucky preview, and, uh, and he, I'm sure we will see him a lot more during the season as well. So that was that was a good. Uh, I'm glad to see him there. Glad to have him on board for that. Also, really glad to have uh, Northern Kentucky on board. Then uh, we'll be there. We are. Yes. Um. So. Third place, uh, uh, our third place pick was kind of an interesting one. Um, 
I we have no we have Oakland as the number three pick. Yeah, they are actually. I'll do a little. Share that a little was all. That was scene. all Matt this year, by the way. <laughs> do the. Uh, and Matt, Matt will be back next week, so he, he'll um, actually be talking because I didn't realize that they uh, that Oakland has a uh, until he pointed it out that they actually have an exhibition coming up this week that he's yeah. going to. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. It's Grand Valley State too. And I'll you know share something from behind the curtain. Oakland was actually the other team that got a first place vote in the league poll or really? in our poll. Um, okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely found that a little interesting, but they obviously lose co-player of the year, yes. um, who is doing quite well for himself with the Miami Heat right now, so that's been really Indeed fun to watch. He is. Oh, man, yeah. Worked his way into a two-way contract on that one. Oh, he officially got it already? Cool. Yeah, 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 they converted him over a two-way contract already. Cool. Um, yeah, and then, so they're kind of replacing Jamal Kane with a bunch of guys. Um, yeah. Is essentially, and then they also lose Micah Parrish, which, I yeah. mean, is another tough loss. But, um, they will hopefully have a healthy Jamal, or uh, they wish they had a healthy Jamal Kane. Um, they'll hopefully have feeling more. more healthy. Um, and then they're bringing in several transfers to kind of less lighten the the impact of losing Kane, um, including that kid Rocket Watts. I have you heard of him, Rocket Watts? <laughs> I might have once or twice. Um, yeah, so. That one, so, so, and I think with Oakland, and you, you touched on it, obviously, without the, without Mike Parrish there anymore, without Jamal Kane anymore, and Greg Campy has mentioned this multiple times in the offseason, size is going to be an issue for them. Um, and, but again, I don't know if it's going to be as much of an issue in the Horizon League. Yeah, no, and I agree. Look at our preseason teams. Yeah. It is, I mean, our first team was Antoine, it was, okay, we'll probably talk about that later. Our first team was five guards. Our second team was, yeah, where'd it go? Four guards and a big? Yeah, Khalil Spear and four four guards. Our third team was guard, undersized forward, Oakland forward, actually. Um, guard, yeah. big, big. So the last two guys on the third team are most of the true big men uh-huh. on the all-league teams this year. I'm, again, going to put a little spoiler out there. They didn't make the team by all that many points. Yeah. I know we had, yeah, I know we had, like, especially for the second and third teams, I think we had quite a bit of quite a bit of diversity in terms of uh in terms of in terms of you know who we had picks it i know we had a bunch of questions like well you had four northern kentucky guys who are who we picked all league and we did we had warwick vinson faulkner and chris brandon um and yet we picked them second <laughs> yeah and i mean we can talk about that 
<clears throat> the, the team more a bit later, but yeah, I kind of put it out there. Chris Brandon's the last guy in the team. He made it by a vote or two. Um, yeah. Faulkner was the third to last guy on the team. He didn't make it by that much. Um, I think that was the the part where, you know, six of the 11 teams flipped their rosters completely. I have to put someone on here. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, here's a guy. <laughs> it kind of just came down to, I don't have anyone. I don't know what else to do. Um, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So it's, here's someone I'm familiar with. I think yeah. you're going to see, well, we'll talk about that later. It's fine. Yeah. Well, um, we'll yeah. To, to your point, obviously, the Trey Towns, I think Trey Townsend's going to be even more important this season than he has been in years past. Yeah. Um, especially given he is, I mean, by default, like it or not, he's the size on this team right now. But that said, and again, we know, I know we've talked about this multiple times, and Greg Campy has also talked about this, is that this team is going to run yeah. a lot and score a lot. So, and I know Matt has alluded to the old school Oakland teams that used to just score in bunches. That's what apparently this Oakland team is setting up for right now. Yeah, and, um, and they definitely have the guys to do it. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Of course they do. The the key to that is always going to be the floor general. They have hands down the best one in the league. Absolutely, without a doubt. And I know you know as well as I do, Jalen Moore is going to pretend to average ten ten assists a ten assists a game, and he has the firepower to be able to do that next year. I think he's going to be Rajon Rondo passing out of an open layup to go hit an assist, so we can get his triple double. I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, that's, that's what I, that, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So, um, so Blake, I'm glad we have you on because we're talking about Wright state next defending tournament champions, but you lost, but the, the Raiders lost Tanner Holden and, uh, Grandpa Silly got Blake Sisley got Amari Davis, who by the way, was also one of our all league picks. Experience is necessary, and familiarity with us is also necessary too. So, oh yeah, and <laughs> I feel he like certainly he, made a name for himself. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because I feel like you know, and we've had this. I know we've had this conversation multiple times. Multiple the last because we, this is our third year doing this, and I know we've had multiple conversations about transfers, about our familiarity with transfers. We don't have to do it this year. I don't have to write the article. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, yeah, you, yeah. and Rocket Watts made it easy. There you go. They did because they're on second team. Yeah. Um, although I can make and I'll I can make at least an art I can make an argument for at least a couple other guys who can do that. But uh, especially at least, especially when we'll talk a little bit about Youngstown State in a moment about maybe some of those guys potentially. Um, but we won't have that conversation just yet. But as for but. I know I know Matt isn't hundred percent sold on Amari Davis. I am. I really am. And they still got Trey Calvin. They still got Tim Finke. Um I think we're gonna see a lot more of AJ Braun. And I know we've talked about Brandon Noel a million times because we haven't seen him ever. 
but I am very interested in seeing him next year. He is confirmed to be taking up the uniform this year, so we shall see how that goes. Uh, he said that he's learned a lot from being just on the bench from this past year because, if I recall correctly, the injury was his first year, his freshman year. Yes. And, and so, just, yeah. And then they decided to redshirt him again for another year. Um, so I, I think he's going to be something in an, of an enigma here. Either he's going to be the four that uh, Coach Nagy's looking for in terms of like keeping his system from last year, mm-hmm. or he's going to be a piece that he's going to come in and out to assist on the defensive side of things. Uh, I'm hoping, I this is going to sound a little bit weird, but I'm hoping that with Amari Davis, Trey Calvin, and Tim Finke, even though I love Keaton Norris, we don't see too much of Keaton because the style that Nagy likes to play is to have a forward and a center or two forwards. Yeah. And so if, if we're able to have a forward that can take that position and uh, keep that area locked down, keep the area of the paint locked down, then I think we're a better team altogether. But I, I don't know. I don't know how well the small ball game is going to roll and i think that's going to be the default coming out of the coming out of the break what uh, i'm looking out of what it's what i'm looking for with right state too is that historically we saw this last season we saw that we've seen this multiple years is that scott nagy's bench has always been super short i mean he's, oh, he's yeah. only generally ever played like if he plays more than eight guys in a game, it's a blow. It's because it's it's they're up by like thirty. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And I don't know if he can do. I don't know if he's able to do that. I think he's gonna have to expand it this year, because he's still gonna. Because I, I think you had had. I think you had had Keaton Norris projected as a starter in your preview. Yeah. Um. But you bring um. We saw a lot of Andrew Wellage last season. Obviously, Sisley's coming off the bench. DJ Wilborn's coming off the bench. Uh, we they bring back Alex Hubris, who was out for most of last season, and that's a and you know that's not even talking about some maybe some of these other guys and also Noel as well, who I'm sure will come off the bench as well. And we don't know who else they're going to have either. I mean that. I'm going to be very interested in seeing what else they have coming down the pike. Yeah, it feels it feels like a relatively deep squad. I'm yeah. not sure if it feels yeah. relatively deep because we lost our top two scorers and there wasn't really any reason for us to swap Grant and Tanner out. But it feels like this time around, we could probably have a team that, like, nobody averages more than 30 minutes or so. Um, Which would be, again... And then complete anomaly for a Scott Nagy team. <laughs> right. Complete um, anomaly. One thing I'll say, and I kind of brought this up in the group chat, and I did a bit of vote influencing that almost ruined my potential article that may or may not come out. I, I might have too much real-world stuff going on. Um, so I do just want to mention it here. A uh, couple years ago, I look through all the top freshmen in the horizon league to see if anyone fit into this 
formula that Luke Wynn used to do when he was at Sports Illustrated. Um, and basically it was um, a player who averaged single-digit points and didn't get more than about 20 minutes per game the previous year, who, due to changes in the roster, was likely to get more playing time. Um, and then, you know, they had a pretty high usage rate. They were efficient uh, with an offen- uh, offensive rating over 100. A couple years ago, Grant Basile was the guy who came closest to checking all the boxes. This year, it's A.J. Braun. So I the, the totally Friday might have that to look forward to this year. <laughs> Another, you know, redshirt freshman turned just sophomore superstar. Again. And it always totally seems agree. to happen with Scott Nagy's teams every time. Yep. yep. <laughs> and so they, that might be fun. And, and that makes And they total... turned to Braun because they essentially were running out of people. Yes. Like <laughs> we saw true. we saw AJ Braun while they were at their MTE and he shined. He shined really well as a freshman. And so they're like, Yeah, we're gonna play AJ Braun now. Um, yeah, and, and this is all so reminiscent of what happened with uh, Grant Basile, where yeah. he wasn't really playing a ton. Then Loudon Love got hurt for a week or something, and all of a sudden he's coming in and just playing out of his mind, coming in and then listening to what you're saying, coming into his sophomore year. Initially, the plan wasn't to start him, but he just. I mean, he was one of the best players in the league. He just took the job. (laughs) And how long? Don't do this again. (laughs) This is right state. They probably will. It's It goes back to freaking South Dakota State, even. Yeah. Mike Daum. That's true. Scott Big Factory Nagy in my preview article for a reason. Redshirt freshman Mike Dom, redshirt freshman Loudon Love, redshirt freshman Grant Basile. You can't, he can't keep getting away with this. Yet yet there he is continually. Like, I'll be honest, uh, Braun checked more of the boxes than Basile did, and the path that cleared for him is a lot more obvious. Like, oh, there yeah. are definitely more minutes for him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't... A- AJ Braun's success is going to be entirely dependent on how he plays defense. Yeah. Also, we, we didn't been... see too much of that this past season. But, <laughs> and, and key term, but, I think that he could be an absolute threat again. Oh, yeah. And... We're not wrong on this front. I totally um, believe you. And yeah, he, um, Braun was, or sorry, um, ah, I got lost. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite okay. So, so moving on. So again, moving on to Youngstown State. Again, um. I feel kind of weird having them fifth. I just do, just because of who they have coming back and who they brought in. It's weird. And again, this is where we again we this is where we start getting into that kind of murky area where 
you know, you have these top teams and any one of them can, you know, anyone, anyone can swap out with the other. And in Youngstown State is definitely in that category. Youngstown State um, is the team where I really wish that I, like, doing the advanced scout, like talking to the players and figuring out their mindsets and stuff that, like, NBA teams do would be so interesting because um, they might have just – so Malik Green, when he was previously at, was it Towson? He Towson? was at Canisius. No, wait, no. Canisius. Yeah, he was at Canisius, yes. Oh, totally different. Um, <laughs> Miles away. He was all league or all conference two years ago. Uh-huh. And six man of the year. Yeah. And if he's cool coming off the bench and being, you know, one of the best players on the team, him and Adrian Nelson could be a real interesting combo. Oh, yeah. Because the vibe I get is Nelson's not as happy about coming off the bench. I mean, it, it at the end of the day, it's just a little thing they list off whenever they mention you after the fact. But yeah, the games you start, it, it is a thing. Um, the uh, new Detroit Mercy coach, they listed off how many games she started when she was a college basketball player you know, over a decade ago. Um, so, so, by the way, so, by the way, um, speaking of rota, we can speaking of lineup. Us, uh, we have Mark Williams do the preview. He's got Adrian Nelson projected as a starter, with along with Dwayne Cohill, I, another guy, first teamer, Shamar Rattan Mays, Brandon Rush, another transfer, and then Garrett Covington who is coming back for next year. I really didn't expect to see a Garrett Covington again at Youngstown State, but there he is. Yeah. Um, got hurt so, in the non-conference. Oh, I watched that. That was brutal. Um, yeah. Right, yeah, that MTE they did. Yeah, that was a – man, that was a – And I – I'm glad they're going to another um, MTE this year instead of doing their own. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end well. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. But yeah, so I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, if Malik Green is okay coming off the bench and just coming in, and you know, if it's a situation where, you know, he just wants. By the way, I was wrong. Um, Bryce Monroe is the IUPUI guy from San Diego. Bryce Monroe oh, yeah, yeah. is the Youngstown State transfer. <laughs> I... So yeah, this is this is me not knowing anything. I missed it. You're fine. Um, somebody else isn't gonna miss it. Youngstown State guys will definitely make sure I remember that. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I, I was wrong. I'm stupid. I don't know anything anymore. Then pay no attention to the guy who's been doing this for how long? Well, yeah, but he's also the we were talking about and mentally filled it in. Um, yeah, yeah. Youngstown State's definitely an interesting team. I think losing, you know. Yeah. The guy who was their best player for the whole year in Akashé, yeah. um, and then losing their third leading scorer is going to be more of an adjustment than those top couple teams have to deal with. Uh, I mean, I think you look at what Cohill did down the stretch. If he's doing that from day one, oh, yeah. they're going to be no 
There's no way that yeah, there's dangerous. No, he's gonna be he's gonna be dangerous the entire year, I think. Yeah, and then if Mark is right, and if you know Mala Green is okay coming off the bench and you know says like, hey, yeah, it's fine. I need to kind of watch things play out, see how the game's flow is going, and then come in. Um obvious six man of the year and you know a piece that I don't think other teams could necessarily match off the bench. I mean, if Mallet Green had been in the Horizon League these last couple of years, um, I don't think you see Deontay Billups get six man of the year because he was one of, I mean, he was the best well, player on his team. probably not going to get Deontay Billups as six man of the year because he's going to be, I think he's going to be in the starting rotation. So Right, right. No, I just meant last that year. <laughs> Um, Very true, and I also. And by the way, to your point, I think I think the losing Akoche and effectively replacing him with an Adrian Nelson, who at one point in time was also an All Conference player. I I don't know if that's gonna. I I think the I I think they're gonna miss Akoche, but. Not as much if Adrian Nelson wasn't on this roster. Yeah, true. Um, Plus, yeah, we we obviously haven't even talked about you know a lot of the guys who are coming off the bench as well uh, from last season too, because you do have not in addition to Green, who is probably going to be the first guy for bench. Not to mention, you know, we had a bunch of guys we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen we didn't really see Jacory Owens last season. We didn't see Josh Irwin a lot this season. Chris Shelton will definitely be a big part of it. William Dunn was a big part of it coming off coming in last season. And then Miles Hunter, too. I mean, this is probably I you know this is I think this is probably uh this is probably Jared Calhoun's deepest lineup that definitely. he has had since in there. And this is a team has won like, you know consistently won a lot of games you know, one more games than they had beforehand Let's uh, that, that's for damn sure yeah um, considering how high we are on them I feel like if you look at their non-conference they have a decent shot of going 10-1 and one yeah. in their non-con you know what and Especially if you look at some of these non-conferences non-conference schedules that's exactly my thought about a lot of these teams like a lot of these non-conference schedules so it's like you guys need to start winning a lot of these games because if you're not winning a lot of these games, then Ken then Ken Pomeroy was right about you, and we're we're super disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, all there is to it. Yeah, and and for me, it. the the thing was just will the all the talented new guys mesh? Um, yes, exactly. If Malik Green is okay coming off the bench, that right there is a huge, you know taking them a huge part of the way towards meshing. Yes. Um, Because, yeah, I think a lot of the other guys are going to be starting. Um, Yeah. But then I think the talent's definitely there. I think they're going to be a thorn in the side of the top of the league and could potentially be a team we're a little wrong on. Um, Bob, you might come out looking pretty intelligent here. (laughs) Good. That would be a first. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've said many things that have gone horribly, horribly wrong over the years, and hopefully this one will be right. I'm looking forward to that. So, all right. So, uh, with that said, we're going to close out this first part. Uh, next episode, by the way, we're doing these back-to-back, -back, so we're putting this out on Sunday. Next day, we're going to put out the second part of this. Spoiler alert, Troy Mercy fans, we're going to talk about Antoine first in the second one. So, stay tuned. Until uh, then, HorizonRoundtable.com. If you've not read any of the pre uh, preview week uh, preview week previews yet, uh, please do so. Uh, a lot of the guys did a lot of good work on that, um, and I'm not ashamed to say I did very well myself. I think I don't know. Nobody read any of my stuff, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I read um, it, Bob. <laughs> thank you. Um, I would meant, you know, nobody read it before I published it, so it could have been like horribly, oh. grammatically, it could have been grammatically horrendous and all that good stuff. So, anyway, horizonroundtable.com, all our contents there, especially all the preview week stuff. Um, you can pull us up on your Amazon and Google devices, and you can also, uh, of course, make sure uh, you can pull us up on, pull up all our episodes on uh, wherever podcasts are found. So, tune in next, uh, next episode. Part two of this is coming up um, in a day. So you aren't going to have to wait very long. And until then, uh, thank you all for listening.